today on Kingdom Rock Radio. He shall do what? Baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So we know again that this is not talking about when the Lord comes in our hearts through our conversion when we receive him. Today we're going to hear part number four of this series entitled The Holy Spirit and You. It is subtitled The Manifestation of the Spirit. So get ready, relax, here comes the rich word of God. The Holy Spirit and You. This would be part number four. Last week we subtitled it The Character of the, the, character of the Holy Spirit. And we may be just go back into a little bit of that this week, but we really want to get into the manifestation of the Spirit. The manifestation of the Spirit. Well, uh, turn with me in your Bibles, and uh, let's go back to John, John 14, John 14. John, the 14th chapter. And um, we're just going to read um, about three verses here. John 14. We're going to talk about the manifestation of the spirit. When you hear the word manifestation, manifestation means simply to appear. First, you don't see, and now you do see. Okay? It's to be made, manifestation means to be made plain as day. Okay? Plain. The manifestation of the spirit. Okay? Or we could also say the word manifestation means the... Um, the outpouring or how something is known or how someone in this case is known. All right. John, the 14th chapter, verse 15. It, the Lord says here in verse number 15, John 14, verse 15, it says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you what? Another comforter that he may abide with you how long? Come on, talk to me. How long? Forever. Even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth, dwelleth uh, with you and shall be in you. So last time we talked about the Holy Spirit as comforter. And we gave you some um, great definitions of the word comforter, but we won't go uh, further into that this week. So just refer to last week's uh, message. And of course, CDs are available there on the table. If you would like to, um, this past Sunday morning's message entitled be still is over there as well on DVD and CD. And also the last few messages as well on the Holy spirit. So we thank God for our media department. Amen. Amen. And we thank them so much. <clears throat> All right. Tonight, we really, as we said, we want to talk about the manifestation of the spirit and to that regard, let's go to, I'm waiting on the Lord. Let's go to the book of Ephesians, Ephesians 5, Ephesians 5. So we talk about the manifestation of the spirit or how he is seen or how he appears. And really, we also want to talk about but let me say it this way. You can't really talk about the manifestation of the spirit without talking about the fruit of the spirit. Okay. Fruit. The word fruit uh, in the scripture does talk about 
the fruit of a tree. It means the work or the acts or the deed, that which originates or comes from something, an effect, a result. Uh, the Holy Spirit is positioned in you to produce this out of you. Okay? So when we talk about fruit, just know that he, the Holy Spirit, is in you to produce this out of you. Okay? So in Ephesians 5, we're going to cut, you can read the entire, uh, you can read the entire chapter if you like, but we want to look really just at verse number 9. Verse number 9 says, For the fruit of the Spirit or the deeds of the Spirit, or what the Spirit produces, okay? <clears throat> now, why is this important? Because remember, when you gave your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit came in, okay? The Holy Spirit came in. When you said, Lord Jesus, be my Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit came in, and he'll, he will abide with you how long? Forever. We know that from John, the 14th chapter, isn't that right? He came in. Now, there's a difference between um, the initial uh, appearing of the Spirit, that is when, you, uh, when the Holy Spirit comes in at your conversion. There's a difference between uh, having the Spirit and the Spirit having you. Uh, that is, we said, in baptism, right? Someone can be a born-again believer and not receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Now, we said, now, going to that again, when there's, a there's a difference between someone drinking water and someone actually falling into a pool of water. Okay? When you're born again, you got the drink of water. The Holy Spirit is in you. But then you have a choice whether you want to take the leap into the pool. Okay? Being filled. And we gave the example also of uh, the Holy Spirit being uh, in your house. And we can either say, all right, Lord, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. Holy Spirit, you come in and you can stay right here in this corner. I'm going to get a chalk and I'm going to chalk out a space and you stay right there. Okay? Don't be making me raise my hand in church either. Don't do that. I'm not going to run around the church. Don't, uh, 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 uh. Don't make me shout any of that. Stay right over there. Okay? And we can grieve the Holy Spirit. Okay? I'm gonna, uh, you, we can say, I'm gonna do all I wanna do, when I wanna do, and how I wanna do it. And you can keep on telling me if you want to, but I'm just gonna just, just tune you out. I'm, we can grieve him. Okay? That's someone who has a spirit. So we say, um, the person, they are indeed born again, but they can be just as carnal as you wanna be. There isn't such thing as carnal Christians. You understand what I'm saying? So the Holy Spirit is in there. They're, they're really born again, but they are ignoring the Holy Spirit's promptings, and they're still living after their own flesh and desires. This is why people say, you saved? Really? Huh. If you say, the woods must be full of them. And the person may truly have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, and the Holy Spirit is within them. The deposit of the Spirit is there, is there, but they are saying no to him whenever he tries to prompt them to purify them and, and correct them and bring them encouragement and bring them closer to God they can say no okay because the Holy Spirit is, is a gentleman and he's not going to override you okay so there's a difference between him having a little space in a corner 
and him having access to the whole place. And his presence fills the whole place. Okay? His influence is everywhere in your life. Okay? So when he fills the whole place, we call that being filled with the, with the spirit. Okay? So you can be born again and not be filled with the spirit. Whose choice is that? That's going to be ours. That's right. It's going to be ours. We get to choose how far we go in God. You get to choose that. All right, so we got that, right? So when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, this is how, this is what the Lord wants to produce out of you. Okay? Every one of us has the potential of producing this out of you. Okay? But we have to yield to the Spirit of God and say, yes, I want you to do this through me. I say yes to you. Produce this fruit through me. Produce. If we if we're looking this looking at this like a tree, right? Looking at it like a tree, and the Lord said, "I want to produce this, and and I want to produce that apple off of you." You can say no. I want to be a part of that. You can be a disobedient servant. That's not good. You understand what I'm saying? The Bible says plainly that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are his house. He bought us. He purchased us with his own blood. Okay? We can say no and be disobedient. Praise the Lord. All right, but that's not our desire. Amen? So, we talk about the fruit of the Spirit. We're talking about the Holy Spirit producing something out of us. And we all have the ability to produce this through him. Well, what does Ephesians 5, 9 say? For the fruit of the spirit is in all what? Goodness. He wants to produce goodness out of you. And what? Righteousness. And what? And truth. Goodness here uh, in the Greek is uprightness of heart and life. It means, like it says, goodness. Kindness. You find somebody who was, quote, unquote, born again, but they're not kind. That's not by the fault of the Holy Spirit. They're not yielding to him. This is the fruit that he wants to produce in you. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Righteousness. Righteousness is simply um, the state of being in right standing with God. The condition of being acceptable to God. So the spirit of God is there within you trying to produce that out of you, trying to make you. uh, Now, we know that we accept it through the blood of Jesus Christ. Right. But our works are not always acceptable in the sight of God. Isn't that right? So he wants to produce that uh, that he wants to produce that out of you. So it says he wants to produce goodness, righteousness and what? Truth, truth, Uh, truth. As a personal excellence. Uh, In other words, he wants to erase all fakeness about you. All pretenses. He wants to produce a life of truth. Isn't that something? This is what he wants to produce. And now let's go to the book of Galatians and, and let's look at more. More of the fruit of the spirit. But we stop there in Ephesians. 
as we go to the book of Galatians. And uh, let's go to Galatians, the fifth chapter. Galatians 5. And let's look at verse 22. We're just going to sort of just go through these just for a moment because we have somewhere to go tonight. Galatians 5, 22. Again, this is what he wants to produce through you. Okay? This is what he wants to shine through you. Now, we have the ability to say, no, I don't want to love this person. No, I don't want to be kind to this person. No, I don't want to be at peace with this person. No, but the Holy Spirit is there and he has the factory, he has the machine running. He wants to produce this product through you. He wants to give this through you to the world. Do we have that picture? He has his machine and he wants to bring it. He wants to produce this through you to the world, to those that need it. But what is he trying to produce through us? Galatians 5.22 says, but the fruit of the spirit is what? Love. He wants to produce love through you. We have to say, yes, yes, Lord. Come on, say with me. Yes, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Produce love through me. me. What is it? What else? He wants to produce what? Joy. Joy. So we have to say, yes, Holy Spirit. Produce joy through me. Okay. Then there's also peace, right? Now, the first three benefit you. Okay? Benefit you. You get the benefit uh, when, we, when we receive the love of God pouring in us. Well, you get the benefit when you have what? Right? Isn't that right? The joy. When you have joy, don't you feel better? Now, the opposite of these stuff that you don't want to have. You don't want to, What's the opposite of love? Maybe hate, right? You don't want to live with hate in your heart. That destroys you. You don't want to live. What's the opposite of joy? Sadness. You don't want that in your heart, right? And uh, what's the opposite of peace? Warring, right? You don't want that in, the, in your heart. But the Lord said the fruit. Now, this is what the world has, those without the spirit. So when the spirit of God comes in, he comes and brings you the opposite, what you're supposed to have. You supp- he's going to produce in you what love so you the first one that gets the benefit of that love joy and peace belongs to you if there are nobody else on this planet love joy and peace belongs to you say that love joy and peace belongs to me produce it through my life okay because that's what the holy spirit wants to do he really wants to do that and the machine is on you can hear it it's on over there okay and he wants to produce it he is right there at the at the machine and it's wide open and i don't know if we've seen i like to watch the program sometimes how stuff is made anybody seen that program on discovery channel how stuff is made you can see how glass is made how tvs are made or whatever is made you see you can see the factories and see the factories pumping the material out and the Holy Spirit in you wants to produce all of this in you. But we have to say, yes, produce it. Yes, let it flow. Okay, so right away we know that, he, that he's going to produce. He wants to produce love, joy, and peace. Now, the second three are for the people that are around you. Okay, they will benefit from that. Well, the second three, long-suffering, what? Gentleness and what? Goodness. Long-suffering is patience. People benefit when you are patient with them. Yes. 
I benefit when people are patient with me. You benefit when I'm patient with you. Isn't that right? This is what the Holy Spirit wants to produce out of you that will affect somebody else. Okay, directly. So we know the first three, okay, we're, we're loving. We're loving the love. I mean, we're, we're in it. We, we appreciate the joy. We, we, oh, oh, it feels so good to have the peace. So when you go around them, you, you already, you're, you're self-contained. You, you got, you're in your own bubble. You're in your own bubble. You're not looking for people to love on you. You you came with love already. Not looking for people to pump you up. You came with joy already. You came with it. Not looking for everybody else to say something that's going to calm you down. You came with peace already. Why? It was manufactured fresh mm, this morning by the Holy Ghost. You see? But when you go with people, sometimes you're going to need to have some patience. Right? And what else? Patience in what? That is long-suffering. What else? That's right. Gentleness or kindness. They will benefit when you are kind to them. Right? Uh, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness. They will, they will benefit from this. People will benefit. So this is what he wants to produce through you to other people. He says, I want to be patient with them. Okay? He said, I don't have it, Lord. I, just can't, I don't have it in me. That's right, but he does. All we have to do is say, yes, Lord, produce it through me. I agree. Produce it through me because he's in you already. And this is the fruit. This is what he's pushing out of the factory. Okay. But we can say, no, hold the production line. Stop, stop, stop. We can tell him to stop it. Okay. Or say, I'm not going to allow that to come out of me. Okay. But he is they're producing that. This is the fruit of the spirit. This is what it's producing. It's producing. All right. So love, joy, and peace. That's for us. Uh, long-suffering, gentleness, and goodness. Well, that's for everybody else. And now the last three are, are, are between us and God. This is what we need to have that successful relationship with God. The first one is what? Faith. Without it, you cannot please God. Right? Need faith toward God. And the next one is meekness right and uh, meekness is simply strength under control okay you could but you don't or uh, we can say that meekness is also humbleness yes humble you mean humble before God you're not prideful you're not haughty because if you're prideful before God he's going to reject you he rejects the proud okay and of course as we said temperance is uh, self-control. Does that make sense to you? Praise the Lord. All right. So these are the outworkings of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to show you something else as we talk about it. Now, go with me in your Bibles to the book of Acts, Acts, the first chapter. Acts, the first chapter. Acts, the first chapter. So all of these are promises that God has given to you. This is what's actually happening in the spirit right now. If you could open up your spiritual ears and hear you would hear the cries of the spirit trying to produce these things through you are you hearing what I'm saying you like my sound effects he's trying to produce it through you don't make him cry don't grieve him okay so in your prayer time, you say, Lord, I know you're in there. 
And I know you're with me. The word says you'll never leave me. You're not going to forsake me. And I know you want to produce this fruit in me. So I say yes. Do it. Yes. Yes. And the only way that you're going to really know that it's being produced, he'll have to give you opportunities for you to see it. What does one of the opportunities look like? You know, when somebody drives your baddie, you say, before I, ooh, what is patience coming from, Lord? Because I would have, before I would have really knocked your, ooh, Lord. Lord, I see, I have grown. You produce some patience in me. Isn't that something? You've really done it. You've really done that. You really don't see it until there's a need for it. Okay? You don't know you have it until you really need it. So it's best before you need it to say, yes, Lord, produce that through me. I yield to you. Produce it through me. Great Holy Spirit, produce it through me. Okay? Now we're coming down to our close. Acts the first chapter. <clears throat> what else do you receive? Acts the first chapter, verse number eight says, here's the Lord saying, but you shall receive, Acts 1, 8, are you there? He says, but you say this, that's talking about me. But you say, I shall receive what? Power. When? After that, the Holy Ghost or the, or the Holy Spirit is come upon you. And you'll also be what? Witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So when the Holy Spirit comes, we get what? Power. Power. Now, I, I, I appreciate the Lord for, for goosebumps. I love the, to feel the anointing and and for goosebumps to come up on my, whoo, her, uh, people say, whoo, I feel it right now. Look at that. Whoo, look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Look at it. And they show me their arm. Look at that. It's my hands, my hair. Stand up. Look at that. Whoo, whoo. I've had people to do that. Anybody have had people do that? I appreciate that. I mean, I really do. At different times, the Lord lets you, allows us to feel his wonderful presence and is wonderful. So wonderful. So wonderful. And that will continue throughout eternity. We'll feel his presence all the time. Amen. A complete ecstasy all the time. Just wonderful all the time. But here on earth, it'll be sometime. Okay? But in between those times, we know by faith that he is still there. And he is producing also what? power okay he's giving us power now the next question should be why are you giving me the power or what is this what does the power do you gave it to me you said after the holy spirit comes i'll receive what power okay now this of course we know is talking about the baptism of the holy spirit okay He's not talking here about the um, new conversion. That is when the spirit of God comes in as a deposit on the inside. Because the, the Lord had already met with the disciples as they were meeting in the house and they were scared and all that. And he breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. Did somebody fall out? No. 
Those who listen to us by media, if you did, let me know. <laughs> Praise Jesus. So he already breathed on them and they already received the, uh, they already received the Holy Spirit, the deposit of God's Spirit. They're born again. Okay? Now, understand something. We know this. While Jesus Christ was walking with the disciples, the disciples were not born again. Y'all know that? Is that confusion? They were not born again. Why? Because there had been no death, burial, and resurrection. It was impossible. How can they believe in his death, burial, and resurrection when he's standing right there? He had to die, be buried, and rise again the third day. Physically, bodily. Okay? And then, so when they saw him, when they were in the house, they were scared for the fear of the Jews. They just knew, oh, he was dead. Remember, the ladies came and said, we've seen the Lord. Mary, Mary, we've seen the Lord. And he's risen. They said, oh, yeah. And they ran out. They went to tomb. Surely he was not there. Came back. We went to tomb. He's not there. Okay. And some of them still didn't believe. How can you be born again if you don't believe in this death, burial, and resurrection? So when he came to them, then they saw him. Thomas said, oh, my Lord and my God, I believe. Now they're born again. Now because they believe in this death, burial, and resurrection, now he says, receive the Holy Ghost. That's the deposit of God's spirit. Okay? Now they're, now they're new converts. Right? And so, in Acts, the first chapter, he's not saying you will receive power after the Holy Ghost is coming to you. He's not saying after you believe and become a Christian. No, they're already Christians. This is a separate experience. Again, the first time when the Lord said, receive you the Holy Spirit, they got a drink of water. Now the Lord's talking about jumping in the pool. Okay, we got that. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Because when you're in the pool, you, you, you dove in now. And now the water takes you where the water wants to take you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it, Lord. Do it. Praise the Lord. And now he's taking you. And now he's taking you. And now he's taking you. And now he's moving you. Okay? Whereas others in the corner, they're just taking a sip. And you lost in the Holy Ghost. You're lost. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, Lord. You're lost in the waves. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, precious Holy Spirit. You're gone. You're gone. People think you're drunk. As they thought in the, on the day of Pentecost, these men are drunk? No, they were lost in the Spirit. They were lost in the Spirit. Okay? So you have a, you have a choice whether to take a sip. Praise God. Oh, thank you. I'm born again. Great. You're going to heaven. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. You got another choice whether to. I'm diving in. I'm going deep in over my head. I'm going to go. The river's rough. The river's deep or something. I'm diving in. I'm done. I don't know the song. Y'all know the song. Y'all know the song. Y'all know the song. That's a song. Anyway, you got the choice whether to dive in or not. And experience the awesome power of the Lord. Now, when you do that, here he goes. Uh, Acts 1 verse 8 says, you will receive power 
after the baptism. That's what he's talking about here. The baptism of the Holy Spirit. We know what happened. They're in the upper, upper room, right? The Lord comes in. Ooh, they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. Isn't that wonderful? Look at Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Now, this is after the upper room experience when the Holy Spirit came upon them. Acts chapter 2, verse 15. Are you there? Now, they're gone. They're in the spirit, man. They're gone. And other people are looking at this. And they're saying, uh, they said, these men got to be drunk. And Peter said, no, no, these men are not drunk as you suppose or as you think, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall and it shall come to pass in the last days, in the last days, says God, that he will do what? I will pour out my spirit upon pastors, prophets, holy rollers, those that go to church. Who? All flesh. That means everybody has the, has the uh, potential of receiving this baptism of the Holy Spirit. It's not just for the clergy. Say, this includes me. He said, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And what's going to happen? And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall do what? Dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out, pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall what? prophesy prophesy simply they'll have an utterance they're going to say something they'll have an utterance something's going to come out of them well that's exactly what happened there in the upper room right as the spirit of god came upon them he gave them an utterance an utterance he begins to to speak now isn't this wonderful now let's look at one or two more let's go to uh, luke 3 luke the third chapter Here's what John the Baptist is prophesying and declaring what Jesus would do. Okay? And he's speaking here of that baptism. Okay? So again, when we give our lives to the Lord, that's wonderful. Or let's say it this way. First dimension, we're not saved. Second dimension, we are saved. And we have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. You hear me, Nicholas? Very good. We have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us. You can choose to stay right there if you want to. Right there if you want to. Okay? Right there. Or you can go on to the next dimension, the third dimension. Remember, the third dimension is always the one that you want to go to. You can walk up and receive his baptism. Okay? John saw this through the Spirit. And this is what John said here in uh, Luke three sixteen. John answered, saying unto them all, he said, I indeed baptize you with water. He's qualifying here. Is, has anybody ever seen anybody get baptized with water before? Okay. Has anyone ever been baptized with water? Is it a dry ceremony? Okay. No. Elder Ward said, no, hers was not. I'll speak for my own. For me, baptism meant I got under the water. And there's a period of time that there was no air around me. 
right? There was water above me, on sides of me, and below me. I was covered in the water. I was just water, just water, just water. Okay? John said, I baptize with water. And they all know that because John was the one, John the Baptist, right? Baptizing people. Whoosh. All right. Whoosh. Next, he was baptizing them, right? Okay? He said, but one mightier than I cometh, the latches of, of whose shoes I am not worthy to, to unloosen. I, I, I'm not even worthy to untie his shoes or carry his shoes. I'm not even worthy to be his servant, basically. He shall do what? Baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So we know again that this is not talking about when the Lord comes in our hearts through our conversion when we receive him. He's not talking about the deposit, the drinking of water. He's speaking about the third dimension, right? When we say, yes, Lord, fill all of me. Come through all the house. Have your way in me. I yield to you. I say, yes, 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 come. Produce through me. Let your fruit just produce through me. I just yield to you. Fill me. Well, he's talking about what happens. He said that he, talking about Jesus, he shall baptize you. Jesus Christ shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with what? Fire. The two things. Remember, Jesus told the, uh, the apostles, uh, stay in Jerusalem. Uh, remember Acts 1.8? He said, you will receive power after the Holy Spirit comes, after the Holy Ghost comes. Two things. You receive the Holy Spirit and power. Here, John saw the Lord Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So this fire obviously has to do with power. And fire, when you see fire in the Bible, it also talks about purification. And also the presence of God. Our God is a consuming fire. Okay? So this is what the Lord is coming to do. Jesus is the baptizer. He comes and baptizes you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Or in the book of Acts, it says, the Lord says, the Holy Spirit and power. So you can expect power. Now our time is about gone. Now, so we've learned a lot, a lot tonight. We've learned about the fruit of the Spirit being produced out of our lives. The fruit of the Spirit being produced. Love, joy, peace, right? Uh, long-suffering and goodness and, and I know gentleness, right? Meekness, temperance, and faith, right? So we've seen how the Lord's going to produce. He wants to produce all these things through us. And he also comes with power and fire, the fire of the Spirit. Isn't that something? Now, he wants to produce all this stuff through us, and he's willing and ready to do it. And the machine is already pumped up and primed and ready to go. All he's waiting for is you to say yes and let go of the control and just give it to him. You understand? As long as you maintain control, you won't see the manifestation. As long as you maintain the control, you will not see the manifestation. But, long, as soon, but as soon as you say, yes, Lord, I release it, I give it all to you, have your way in me, you begin to see the manifestation, the full manifestation of the Spirit of God through your life. Next time we come, I want to, uh, Lord willing, we're going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. We'll talk about the gifts of the Spirit and how he produces these gifts through the body.
and it's not just for those with a collar around their neck, not just for the pastors and so forth and so on. It is for anyone, any born again believer who says yes to him and he will produce these gifts through you to the glory of God. So I pray that you're with us next time. Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise, would you? We bless you, Lord. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose Him as your Lord today. Only He can make a way.